Welcome to God's Pathway to Life for You. I'm your host, Dave. Today we're going to be talking about John chapter 19. Next. Hello, thanks for returning to the podcast. Uh, Today we're going to be talking about John chapter 19, but before I get started, I'd like to say my little prayer. Father, please hear my prayer for my listeners. Please bless them with the understanding of your word, that they hear your quiet, still voice hidden in your word, and your word becomes alive to them in a way that they understand. All this I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Hello, uh, thanks for returning to the podcast, man. I'm telling you what, what a, what a, what a, a break. I had to take a break, it looks like. Uh, you know, I, I, bro- I broke my hand. Uh, I had two dogs that were fighting, and uh, uh, they were trying to kill each other. And I got in there, and I tried to separate the dogs. And luckily, I was able to separate the dogs, and none of the dogs were seriously injured. And the only injury that occurred out of the whole thing was uh, a broken pinky in my hand. And then they put a cast... They had to put a cast on it, and it took up almost my whole right hand, and it was shaped in the shape of an L, so I really couldn't use it that much, and then I kept it on there for about three or four weeks, and so that was enough of that, so I cut the cast off my hand, and so I got my hand free, so I'm, I'm able to do the keyboard, the editing, and everything I need to do now that my hand is a lot better, and so here we are with the podcast, and then on top of that... Uh, I use a Rodecaster Pro as a mixing board for the podcast. And uh, the last uh, firmware update for this mixing board, uh, the people that make it changed uh, the files, with how they're transferred. And they're no longer transferring the way they used to transfer, and they transfer in a polywave file. Well, I had to figure out how to how to break open that polywave file and get my my music or the the podcast out of there, and 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 that took a while. I was on the phone with tech support, and so it just seemed like a lot of stuff piled up and got in the way and kept me from unable to do the podcast. But I, you know, I get emails on downloads and stuff like that. And uh, I really bless, you know, to have you people as my listeners because you guys are still, you know, downloading podcasts from the podcast and uh, getting in episodes and past episodes. And, and I really appreciate that, that you guys are hanging in there and you're, and you're still listening to the podcast, but I had to take a small break. And I'm so sorry for that, but, you know, like I said, you know, I'm, I'm struggling against the devil and he likes to throw a lot of things in my way to prevent me from sharing the Word of God with you guys. And so, uh, we're almost through John 19, so, you know, there's good news in that. I think we only got two chapters left. There's only 21 chapters in this book. I'm not sure where we're going to go next. I, I pray about it, and then I'll probably be able to tell you in the next couple of episodes. So, that's kind of what happened to me, you know, uh, where, where I disappeared off to, the broken hand, the podcast machine not transferring the files right, in a procrastination, inconsistent, you know, that I'm, I'm Mr. Inconsistent, so, <laughs> but, you know, I'm finally getting on track again, and so, uh, there, there's, there's the reason, I, I, don't, I don't really call them excuses, but that, that's just how it's happening in my life now, and so with all that being said, you know, I appreciate you, and thank you for continuing to listen to the podcast, and I hope the Lord has blessed you and, and, and brought comfort and joy into your life. 
So with all that being said and all that out of the way, and I, oh yeah, uh, please pray for me that the uh, podcast, uh, please play, pray for the podcast, pray for me that uh, I can get uh, more done this month than last month. And so I just really appreciate if you would pray for me. Okay, so let's go ahead and dive into chapter 19 and uh, see what it has to say. Then Pilate took Jesus and scourged him. I whipped him with a, a cat of, a, you know, like scourged. Sometimes it was like a, a whip. And at the end of this whip, they would put glass or rock or copper or brass, you know, something that's going to grab and tear like a cat of nine tails, you know, something that's really going to grab in there and grab the flesh and just rip the flesh off. And the Jewish or the Roman soldiers figured out that they can scourge you up to 39, if they, 39 times because if they scourge you up to 40 times, you'll die. So what they used to do is they, they'd scourge you to the point of almost death and then they'd, they'd pull you back. So, you know, they, those guys really knew when, when it came to scourging, they really knew how to afflict pain and suffering on somebody. Okay, so uh, the soldiers plaited a crown of thorns and put it upon his head, and they put on a put on him a purple robe. Okay, a plaited a crown of thorns. That's basically it's a woven uh, thorny crown. You know, you've all seen the pictures, and they 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 shoved it on his head. And these thorns that grow over there in the middle, in that part of the world. They're not little bitty thorns like a you know like a half an inch a, a thorn. No, these are like three inches to six inch long thorns. So these things can really uh, grow to a length. And so they woven one into a crown and they shoved it on his head. And he was his head was being pierced by these uh, thorny uh, prickles of this of this uh, thorny the thorn. Then they put a, put on a robe, a purple, and see a robe of purple is uh, represents royalty, so they're kind of mocking them. And then they say, "Hail to the King of the Jews," and they hit him with the with the back of their hand. So Pilate therefore went again and said to them, "Behold, I bring him forth to you, that you may know that I find no fault in him." So Pilate, when he went and spoke with Jesus, he realized there's no fault in this man. Then came forth Jesus, wearing the crown of thorns, the purple robe. And Pilate said to him, Behold, the man. When the chief priests, therefore, and the officers saw him, they cried out, saying, Crucify him, crucify him. Pilate said to him, Take you him and crucify him, for I find no fault in him. So he told the Jews, You know, you guys want to crucify him because they're out there chanting, Crucify him. Pilate said, You guys take him and crucify him. Well, the Jews answered him, We have a law, and that our law he ought to die, because he made himself the Son of God. When Pilate therefore heard that the saying, he was more afraid, and went again to the judgment hall, and said to Jesus, Where from are you? So he asked him, Where are you from? But Jesus gave him no answer. Pilate said to him, Speak you not to me? You know not that I have the power to crucify you and the power to release you? Jesus answered, You could have no power at all against me, except it were given to you from above. Therefore, he that delivered me to you has the greater sin. 
he's talking about the Jewish people that are brought him to the, you know the Jewish nation is the one that has the greater sin in this problem in this situation. And he says, you could have no power at all against me except that we're given to you from above. See, authority comes from God. If you're wondering why the left and the Democrats and uh, those people, Antifa, uh, Black Lives Matter, and the people that are rioting and looting in Portland and, and, and doing this all over the world, these people are, are against God and authority. They, they, they think that authority is bad or evil. No, authority comes from God. God represents, authority represents God because all authority comes from God. And once you have that understanding in your mind, you know, God gives us all our world leaders. See, because America has chosen to turn their back on God, we get Joe Biden, you know, an evil, corrupt king. When, when America was right with God, we got, uh, Donald Trump. I'm not saying Donald Trump is perfect, but Donald Trump believed in the Bible. He believed in personal rights. He believed in freedom. He believed in justice, and he believed in doing the right thing. Well, now we got these other guys in here who don't believe in justice, that don't believe in doing the right thing, and they're doing everything totally wrong. And you can see it plainly in what they're doing every day. When you turn on the news, the Democrats and Biden. Are, are screwing up, and, and everything that they touch, they screw up. You know, the Democrats, they're great at obtaining power and controlling, getting the power, and, and manipulating the people to gain the power. But once they got the power, they don't know what to do with it. They don't know how to govern. And the Republicans, those guys are clueless when it comes to power. They don't know what to do with it when they have it or how to get it. So the Democrats or the Republicans are, are so weak, you know, they're weak. But what they believe is right. You know, the Bible, freedom of speech, freedom of personal uh, property, freedom of personal wealth, you know, freedom of, you know, your, your own personal freedoms. That's what Republicans, that's what it basically boils down to now. You either have the socialist Democrats or the conservative republicans who still believe in god and the bible and that's the only two choices we have <laughs> it's kind of crazy but that's where we're at and so uh let's see where was i and so power comes from god above authority comes from god above and that's why he says you you could have no power at all against me except that we're given to you from above so remember that authority the police judges your boss all that is a representation of God sitting at a higher authority. Okay, so verse 12. And from the from then on Pilate sought to release Jesus. He he knew Jesus was an innocent man and these people were out to kill him. So but the Jews cried out saying, if you let this man go, you're not a Caesar's friend, whosoever make himself king speaks against Caesar. So he's, they're basically saying, you know, are you saying you're bigger than Caesar? You know, everybody, at this point, everybody works for Caesar. Pilate works for Caesar. He's a governor, and uh, his governorship, he was appointed by Caesar into this position. So he's a lower, he's a lower in status with, against Caesar, but these guys are saying, are you higher than Caesar? Are you making yourself king to speak above Caesar? So when Pilate therefore heard that saying, he brought Jesus forth, sat him down in the judgment seat in the place that is called the pavement. But in the Hebrew, it's called Gabbatha. And it was there the preparations of the Passover and about the sixth hour. 
And he said to the Jews, Behold your king. But they cried out, Away with him, away with him. Crucify him. Pilate said to him, Shall I crucify your king? The chief priest answered, The chief priest answered, We have no king but Caesar. Then delivered he him, therefore, then, then, then delivered he him, therefore, to them to be crucified. And they took Jesus and led him away. And he, bearing his cross, went forth to a place of a skull, which is called in the Hebrew tongue uh, Golgotha, where they crucified him and two others with him on either side, and Jesus in the midst, so being in the middle. Pilate wrote a title and put it upon the cross. The writing was, Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. This title then read many of the Jews, for the place where Jesus was crucified was near to the city, and it was written in Hebrew and in Greek and in Latin. Then said the chief priest of the Jew to Pilate, Write not the king of the Jews, but that he said, I am the king of the Jews. Pilate answered, What I have written, I have written. So the chief, the, the chief priest went to Pilate and said, uh, Don't write uh, he's the king of the Jews. Instead, write that he said that he's king of the Jews. But Pilate said, I've written what I've written, and it's not going to change. Then the soldiers, when they had hurt, when they had crucified Jesus, took his garments and made four parts to every soldier apart. And his coat, now the coat was not with, without seam, woven from the very top throughout. So he had a, like his clothes, he had underclothing, and then he had this uh, long one-piece garment that went over his head all the way down to his feet. That's what his uh, clothes look like. <clears throat> they said, therefore, among themselves, let us not rent it, tear it, but let's cast lots for it. Who shall it, who shall it be? That the scriptures might be fulfilled, which says they parted my raiment among them. And for my vestures uh, did they cast lots. These things, therefore, the soldiers did. And so it was prophesied that they would rent his clothes and uh, uh, take his underclothing, and then they would cast lots for his, his coat. And so they're just fulfilling scripture. This is just another proof to show the people that they, they you know, this is predestined, his, his death, and that everybody's just uh, fulfilling uh, scripture. Now this stood by the cross. Now there stood by the cross of Jesus, his mother, and his mother's sister. Mary, the wife of Cephas, and Mary the Magdalene. Jesus therefore saw his mother and the disciples standing by whom he loved, and he said to him, to his mother, Woman, behold your son. Then said he to the disciples, Behold your mother. And from that hour that disciple took her to his own home. So when Jesus was saying that, he was telling his disciples that, please care for my mother. And in that area, uh, when someone died like that, when they were close to the family, and that was, you know, that was their responsibility to care for the widows. After this, Jesus, knowing that all things were now accomplished, uh, 
that the scriptures might be fulfilled, saying, I thirst. Now there was a set, there was set a vessel full of vinegar, and there sponge, fill a sponge with vinegar, and put it upon hyssop, a branch, like a, a branch. They put it on a branch, and put it to his mouth. So there was some soured vinegar over there, or sour spoiled wine, or vinegar, and and those guys put a sponge on it and dipped it in there, and then they put that sponge on a branch and they raised it up high to his mouth. And when Jesus therefore had received the vinegar, he said, it is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up the ghost. And that's when Jesus dies. I mean, that he physically dies there for our sins to be wiped away. Uh, the Jews, therefore, because it was the preparation that the body should not remain upon the cross in the Sabbath day, for the Sabbath day was a high day besought Pilate that their legs might be broken, that, that, that they may be taken away. Then came the soldiers, and they broke the legs of the first, and of the other which was crucified with him. But when they came to Jesus and saw that he was, already, he was dead already, they broke not his legs. But one of the soldiers with a spear pierced his side, and immediately came there out blood and water." And he that saw it bore record, and his record is true. And he knows that he tells truth that you might believe. For these things were done that the scripture should be fulfilled. A bone of him shall not be broken. And again, another scripture says, They shall look upon whom they pierced. After this, Joseph of Arimathea, being a disciple of Jesus, but secretly, for fear of the Jews, besought Pilate that he might take away the body of Jesus. And Pilate gave him leave, and he came therefore and took the body of Jesus. And there came also Nicodemus, which at the first came to Jesus by night and brought a mixture of myrrh and aloe, about a hundred pounds in weight. Then they took the body of Jesus, wrapped it in linen with the spices at, as the manner of the Jews to the burial. To burial. So in the manner of the Jews is to burial. Now in the place where he was crucified, there was a garden. And in the garden was a new sepulcher, a tomb, wherein was never man yet laid. So it was a brand new tomb. Nobody's ever laid in there. And they... There, there lay they, Jesus. Therefore, because of the Jews' preparation day for the sepulcher was near at hand. Okay, so that brings us to the end of John 19. Like I said, this is a, you know, a perspective from Mark, Luke, or John. They're all just three, four different perspectives from one event. But it shows, you know, uh, it's very interesting because it's showing us different perspectives. And so, like I said, we only got like uh, 20 and 21 left to do. And uh, like I said, I'm not sure where we're going to go next. Okay, so I got the call to action. Uh, this week, I'd like you to, like again, share the podcast with somebody this week. And to start a prayer list, find people to add to it and keep track of when God answers a prayer. Okay, if you've lost and you found the podcast, here's your chance to join God's family. 
You must live a repentative life to turn from sin and evil, to turn to God and His Son, the Word. Live a life that God has made for you before the world was ever made. Dear Lord Jesus, I admit that I'm a sinner. I admit that my sins separate me from you. I need your forgiveness. I died. I believe you died on the cross for my sin. God raised you from the dead. I choose today by faith to invite you to my heart to take control of my life, to be my Lord and Savior. I willingly choose to turn from sin and to turn to you. Please forgive me of all my sins. Wash me clean. Give me a home in heaven with you when I die. Change me and make me a new person. Help me now to live with you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Okay, so you, you make that personal statement right now between you and the Lord Jesus Christ. And then you find a church, start attending a church, and they'll have an invitation time. That's for you to come up front. That's when you go up front. You make a public statement of faith. Give your life over to Christ. Uh, take a baptism. You get plunged, submerged in the water. You come out of there. Uh, start reading your Bible. Start removing sin and hateful things out of your life. And, and quit doing the sinful things you know are bad. And, and have a repentative life. Repent means to turn away from that that life that you were living in the, the sacrifice and make daily sacrifice of your, of yourself you you no longer can live a life of a sinful person you have to uh, have self-control you have to deny yourself so there's a lot of self-denial in this christian walk so just be prepared to deny yourself you know the sinful pleasures of this world okay so you know i invite you to church on South Heights Baptist Church Facebook page. The link's in the description box and check out their description box for the times too. So come uh, live streams church services with me on Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday. Okay, I'm asking if God has placed it on your heart to donate to the church. Check out the detailed description box for the link. Okay, that's all I have for today. Remember to say something nice to somebody you don't know because God said we were all strangers too and he loved loved us so. Your friend in Christ, Dave. Bye.